Fandom. Hope you had an amazing Halloween. I'm your host, Cowboy Joe. Join always with Jeff, not in Targaryen, Hasley, and JJ. I'm not, I'm a Stark Morrison. Hey, that's a reference that we uh, like to talk about Game of Thrones stuff in the after hour. If you guys want to join us, JJ and I will debate about everything there, everything and anything. So if you have topics, let us know. But anyway, fellas, how, how was your Halloween yesterday? It, it wasn't bad at all. There's a lot of tornado warnings in the Fort Mill area, so... Uh, the wind was pretty heavy, so we just stayed inside. You know, the parents got to have a few drinks. The kids got to run around and act out their superheroes. Um, you know, they were all Marvel characters this weekend, taking down Thanos, the big bad guy. So it, it was a pretty good Halloween. How about you, Jeff? Uh, we had like five people come to the door. Uh, that was it. So it was kind of anticlimactic and, of course, wet, rainy, and windy. And I think there's probably going to be more people coming on Friday night versus Thursday. So so I'm guessing you didn't give out candy and you gave out uh, analytic pointers on the game or something to parents instead of the candy? <laughs> no, actually, we didn't give out candy. We, we gave out Rice Krispie treats, you know, the wrapped ones, nothing homemade or anything. But So in the Mint Hill area, I didn't get nobody. I had fruits ready for people. You know, I was going all, you know, healthy and giving out apples and bananas, but nobody came. So I guess my kids warned all their friends not to come to our house because we were giving out fruit. So we had a very uneventful night for my first uh, Halloween in Charlotte. So hopefully next year will be a little bit better. But uh, that's nothing to talk about here. But I want to talk about what's going on right now. Uh, Cam, with his second opinion, uh, What's going on there, guys? Yeah, he did come back to practice, and he probably tried to push himself or try to realize what he could and couldn't do and then realize that he's he's still a ways away. And I, I don't think that it's that big of a deal because I don't want to see Cam until he's fully healthy, right? And we've, when I say we, the Kyle Allen situation right now seems to be doing okay, minus last week. We'll see how that continues to go. But, um, yeah, I, I don't want to see Cam back until he's fully healthy. And it sounds like he's not fully healthy. And it might take another couple weeks. It might take longer. But I, I'm with you. I, I want Cam 100%. But I, the way the coaching staff and the team are letting things progress, it sounded like he was going to be back here sooner than later. And this is going to be later. This is a tough stretch the team's got coming up ahead of them. And the way Kyle Allen played last week, the Titans defense, you know, they're a top 10 defense if you just kind of put everything together. This is a huge blow, man. we got to play the freaking Saints twice. I mean, I know the Falcons suck, uh, the Falcons, F-A-I-L. But, I mean, that's a division game. And got the Colts, Seahawks. So, look, not again, not bashing Kyle Allen. I like what the guy's doing, but we're going to need a superstar at the quarterback position. And this is a huge – if Cam doesn't come back in the next game or two, our season's a wrap. I'm sorry. I have to be that guy. Well, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but even if he does come back, we I mean, it's still a tough mountain to climb, right? Um, and the Panthers are going to do what they do, regardless of whether or not 
Cam is playing. Now, obviously, when he is playing and when he's healthy, he's a difference maker, and we all want that difference maker on the field. But I don't want him on the field until he's fully healthy, and I completely understand the fact that he needs to hold out a little bit longer. I agree with you, Jeff. The Panthers are going to be the Panthers, giving up three interceptions, seven sacks, uh, that line that can't block for nothing, you know, not even can even block a – not even a leaf coming through. So, uh, and Kyle Allen really exhibited something that I, I thought was going to happen sooner or later. I'm glad it happened now because now they could actually work on it and fix it. And he was exposed. He was exposed. And like I always said, let me see Kyle Allen throw 20 yards or, or more. I haven't seen that. San Francisco rushed that line. They knew that was going to happen. And that's what exactly they gave the recipe to the rest of the NFL, how to actually take down this this quarterback. With Cam Newton gone and possibly 10 months now with the less funky injury, that's what I like to call it, uh, I think this team now needs to focus more on getting that defense in tune and getting CMC more of the snaps, more of the ball, and do what you did the last four games that got you the wins. You're going to have to play – Gridiron football. Like I'm in freaking panic mode right now. I, I mean, this the back half of the the season is tough. But let let me go back a little. Like, what the hell was the coaching staff and the training staff doing? If Cam's hurt and then they they want him to what? It was a Sunday game and then turn around and play on a Thursday night game with a potential hurt foot and then the way Ron reacted after the game. Like, they knew something was up. Cam admitted a little bit that in his YouTube video that he he hit his injury. But what the hell? We all knew he was hurt. Something wasn't right. Like, last year when he could barely throw the ball 10 yards. I, it's, I, I just feel like there's going to be an avalanche of stuff coming out, and I don't like what's about to happen. I just got a bad feeling. You know what? You're right on that. And you know what? Better to have that person explain it himself. Cam, if you're listening, hopefully you are, because then you'll be a fandom. Thank you. Hey, we're inviting you to come talk and explain what's going on. You know, we would love to have D-Man come out here and tell us exactly what's going on with him and what to expect. The Panthers are dying to hear from you. I know that you're, you're coming out on YouTube and all that, but we would love to have you here and talk to us on how or what's going on with that, uh, that injury. You're not less funky. Let me tell you something. You're not because you still know how to hold it down. But uh, we need to hear from you. I think I think the fans deserve that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's another thing, too, is there's not a whole lot of understanding about what's going on with the injury. And teams don't have to disclose, you know, uh, a lot of information in regards to this. They don't they don't have to. So they don't. And also they might not know. Uh, Cam might not even know. Um, he just knows that he's not the way he was before, or he's getting he's getting there, but he's not there yet, right? But sure, it would be great to know what the stat, what the injury status is, because a lot of people want to know. And kudos to him for actually taking that second opinion, because that tells me that he's all about this team. He's all about the success of this team, and he's looking long term to this team. So kudos to him. You know. Get yourself 100% and come back as Super Cam like you did before. You know, I was one of the biggest Cam haters, but I, I've watched your tapes. I've watched your games, and I think you are a special talent that needs to be back on the field. But you know who you are and what injuries and what you can play through and what you cannot play through, which makes you 
a much better asset to the Panthers, knowing that you cannot guide them through anything if you're not 100%. And earlier in the season, David Tepper was on record saying, you know, the sitting out the whole year like Andrew Luck probably wouldn't be that bad for Cam. Uh, and now that's starting to come to fruition. It's, I don't know. I had high hopes going into the season, just being the homer that I am. In the second opinion, it's just there's red flags everywhere for me with this. It breaks my heart. I could just break down and cry. And just <laughs> well, keep, keep in mind, you know, Les Frank injuries aren't, you know, something. It's not like an ankle injury. It's not like an ankle sprain or even a high ankle sprain. It's much worse than that. And then there's various different degrees of a Les Frank injury. And, and we're not really sure to what degree Cam's injury is. So we're, we're having to deal with it. It, it could take longer than expected. I think we just have to realize that. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it was handled wrong by the team or his whole injury system? I, I don't know if it was the team that handled it. I think it was partly Cam who didn't come forth with the fact that, hey, I, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm going to try and play through it. He tried to play through it, and he failed. He he literally, he failed. He could not play through it. He He couldn't run a couple yards he couldn't do what he normally does he couldn't get that first down from from the half yard line i mean it's like come on why is cam in the game on the final play of the the drive knowing it i know i know it's 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 frustrating let me tell you that's coming from a player myself i will play through anything i had a separated shoulder and i still play through it i suck up the injury you suck it up as a player because you don't want to let your team down so i get what he's doing and i got that's not, not a concern for me because the, the man played for his team and he's always going to play for his team. The thing is, now it takes more of a man to say, you know what, coach, I am really hurt. I'm not going to play no more. And that's what he's doing right now. He's actually taking that second opinion and making that, that assumption himself and saying, you know what, this time I'm going to have to take one for myself and get myself 100% healthy, first of all, because I don't know what my situation here in, in Carolina is. Second, I want to be ready if I stay in Carolina or I want to be ready wherever I go. Contract talk aside, like that, this is where the head coach has got to step up and you've got to notice your players hurt. Like Cam shouldn't have been playing the, I don't know however many games he played last season when he could barely throw the ball 10 yards. If, if he's hurt, you've got to step in as a coach and sit him because I respect Cam's competitive attitude. Hey, I'm here for my team. I don't want to let my teammates down. That's on him, the player, but that's where the coach has got to step in and say, no, you're, you're not putting us in the best position because freaking a 5'9 quarterback could have snuck that ball in right there on the goal line and got a touchdown. So I blame it on Ron. I don't blame Cam. Cam's out there doing what he can. He's for his teammates, but that's a head coaching decision in my, in my view. I disagree with that because you have to let the coach know you're hurt. And when I played through my injuries, I never let my team, I never let my teammates know. I never let my coaches know. I just played through it and went through, through the progression at every moment, every down that I had to play was more painful than the next one. But I played through those progressions no matter what. Dude, Stevie Wonder could see that Cam was hurt in that game. He was that bad in the second half. Like, Everybody, it's like everybody but Ron knew he was hurt, or something wasn't right. It was all rust. Remember that. No, I'm not going. 
Uh, that, that's a, such BS. I I don't know. I I I just want to point fingers everywhere because I had such high hopes for this season. But I, with this news that's coming out, with a second opinion, I think I'm going to blame the medical staff or the training staff and the coaching staff because if Cam's clearly not right, if there's going to be rust after the first game and you, you notice some stuff, sit them when it's a short week on the Thursday night game. But like you said, the Liz Franke injury, it's not it's something serious, and it, it could be detrimental. And, again, you got to take the control out of the player's hand at that point and be a head coach. Let me correct you. It's not Les Franke. It's less Funky. Okay? That injury is very serious. His uh, dancing abilities are hindered. So that's something that also we have to find out. Would he be able to go – to dancings with the stars and have a good show. He can't, you know. Less funky makes you less funky. But uh, speaking of dancing, um, are we going to have any Tennessee moms get pissed off and write a letter to the NFL this week? <laughs> Cam's not going to be dancing in the end zone, but hey. Yeah, the 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 main uh, instigator of that whole situation will not be a part. So yeah, I don't know, but that was funny as hell. I remember that. All right, that's a good discussion about Cam Newton. I think we all can agree that this second opinion is not the best news, but we want him back, and we want him back healthy. Uh, Looks like it's going to take a little bit longer than we anticipated. But, Cam, we hope you're back soon. We need you. And let's pause for a moment from our sponsor. This segment is sponsored by FootballGuys.com for all your daily and in-season fantasy football needs. They have over 60 content creators on staff and 50,000 pages of fantasy-themed content. They cover every aspect of helping you win your league, including the popular My Football Guys page, where you can customize to your league specifications. Let Football Guys tell you who you should start, which players to pick up on waivers. Plus, you can customize your weekly projections to meet your league specs. A few clicks and all your leagues are entered. FootballGuys.com makes it easy for you to dominate your league. Right now, their subscriptions are 50% off through the end of the year, starting at $14.95 for a season-long pro subscription. Check them out, footballguys.com. Again, that's footballguys.com. The Panthers against the 49ers definitely had a reality check. They were 2-for-13 on third down, 0-for-2 on fourth, three interceptions, seven sacks, and nine penalties for 70 yards that some is something of a red flag for me i'm i'm kind of questioning if they could really hold this week against the tennessee titans um i think henry is one of the key players you're, you're looking into right jeff to see if you know how could how could the panthers stop this guy yeah i mean just looking at derrick henry um looking at his stats he's ninth in the league in rushing yards for running backs with 580 yards uh, the interesting thing there is 286 of those yards came after contact, and he's third in the league among running backs and yards created after contact. So that says a lot about him. Uh, of course, that also emphasizes his size and his power, just that whole combination. That's what they do. They run a lot of two tight end sets. They have a lot of plays that, that set up the running game, and uh you know, that, that's definitely something to, to watch out for and to uh, just make sure that the Panthers have a uh, just knowledge of the fact that these types of plays are going to be coming at them. I mean, just looking at the, at the Titans themselves, though, 
at, uh, let's see, they're 20th in the league in rushing yards per game, 98.3. I mean, compare that to the Panthers, right, at 129.6, which is 10th. So that's uh, a little bit in favor um, for for Carolina there. But, yeah, uh, definitely Derek Henry, he's, he's someone that is going to be a key factor in the game and stopping him. I think if they stop him, they have a really good chance of winning this game. And, and – and- I agree with that. Henry is a big back, and that's what I'm afraid of. This defense uh, with the three-headed monsters in San Francisco struggled. Uh, they had some issues there that they weren't able to stop the run. They weren't able to stop the pass. So my concern with the Panther defense is, was this just a fluke, or, the, or are they ready for the Sunday? You know, I know it's a home game, which is good. This is great for the Panthers, but I think the key to success now is – that defense, that defense needs to step up and and stop Henry, and force those uh, force Tannehill, which is to, which he is two and zero right now as a starter. Force him to throw the ball a little bit more. Corey Davis, you know, needs Bradbury. I think is going to be on him. I think forcing the Titans to throw the ball will is the key for the Panthers' success and and the victory this weekend. That's my chime on that. Yeah, and to just keep them, try to get them one-dimensional. If they can, if they can get a lead, number one, uh, and then they can stop the run, make them have to pass, make them one-dimensional. That's where that's where the Panthers, that's where most defenses are going to shine. And we've seen that in the past with Carolina, especially their pass rush, second in the league in sacks. Yeah, I'll be watching closely that defense. That defense kind of disappointed me last week, but hey, I know it's California. This team, the San Francisco team, is ta- uh, taking them by surprise. I think they will adjust, they will adapt, and they will come out as the typical defense they had in the last previous four games. I, I think Kyle Allen still needs to manage the game like he did. Uh, don't do anything crazy, and that line needs to hold. That's one one of the biggest question mark or red flags that I have right now this season is that offensive line for the Panthers. Uh, p- rotating players in and out is not going to help you get a connection or a unity between that line. They need to understand each other. They need to understand what movement they're doing. And if you don't get any connections between them and you keep switching them in and out, they're never going to gel. And that's my concern right now. Yeah, let's, you know what, let's take a look and see how Carolina matches up with the tail of the tape for this week. Take it away. Tail of the tape. The tape. The tape. The tape. All right, so let's look at the first category here, turnover differential. Obviously, this is a key stat that a lot of times we see the team who has the most turnovers wins the game. Uh, Tennessee is coming in with a turnover differential of plus seven. That's pretty good. Uh, Carolina, plus four, especially after they, they had three giveaways last week. That kind of brought them right back down, but I think they did have that Luke interception, uh, so that kind of helped them. They only lost uh, two points there, but... Tennessee has the advantage. Uh, third down offense. We'll start with Carolina. They are 31.5% conversion on third downs. That's 27th in the league. Tennessee, 33.3%, 24th in the league. So they're a little bit better than Carolina right now uh, in that regard, at least heading into this game. Now, the fact that this is a home game, that's that puts things in, in Carolina's favor. Let's look at the defense. Third down defense, Carolina, 42.1%. Uh, they're allowing first downs on third down. That's 19th in the league. 
And uh, Tennessee, 33.6. That is sixth in the league. Quarterback rating. Let's look at that. For Carolina, they are 81.9 for a quarterback rating on offense. That's 27th in the league. All right, again, not great. We're talking about bottom five type of team here. Uh, Against, 76.6 quarterback rating. That's fourth best. So that's pretty strong. Now, as for Tennessee, with this this includes both Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, 97.3 or 13th in the league. Quarterback rating against, 86.5 or 8th in the league. So seems like both teams uh, somewhat kind of struggle a little bit on offense, maybe Carolina a little bit more so uh, as far as the, the quarterback rating is concerned. And uh, Tennessee is uh, you know, pretty strong as far as the defense of, uh, allowing the quarterback rating against. So it kind of sounds like a low-scoring type of game, you know, something that we need to understand. I mean, when we're looking at this tail of the tape and then looking at the, uh, uh, the stats for and against, I mean, a lot of ways these two teams kind of stack up pretty well. The fact that it's a home game, I think that's going to be a good thing, especially if the defense can get on the, on the ball uh, win the Battle of the Trenches, get some sacks, make Tennessee one-dimensional, stop Derrick Henry. I think that's going to be a feather in their cap. So we'll see. But that's where we are. Carolina and Tennessee, tail of the tape. Nice. It's nice. I, I, think, uh, I think Carolina takes it here at home. I'm calling all you fandoms to go out there, tailgate the hell out of that parking lot. Show the Panthers some love, and let's get that win. Uh, honestly, I think you guys are poised to come back and bounce back from the San Francisco loss and take it. I definitely want you to beat Aaron Rodgers because I want him to get a discount double check himself. I want either McCoy. If you're listening, McCoy, I want two sacks. Discount double check that dude, please. He needs to be bounced back. Um, and I think going forward, the Panthers are doing great. Um, Kyle Allen has to continue to manage the game. Uh, we talked earlier about Cam Newton's injury. Honestly, I don't uh, fandom. I don't see him coming back this year. I called it uh, our first episode. I don't think he is ready. I don't think he'll be ready f- towards playoff time either. I think let him sit, let him rest, and get healthy. Either come back like old Cam, or you know, I, I hate to say it, but he might be trade bait. Yeah. Either way. They have to make a decision on him and, and before they can do it and before, really, uh, he makes a decision himself. I'm, I'm sure he wants to know how he's going to do. But, but yeah, we have to get an evaluation of Cam post-injury and see how he does. And we'll just kind of take it from there. I, I think that's exactly what the coaching staff is planning on doing. We'll see. We'll definitely see that. And on a brighter note, fandom, we're going to be out there uh... – November 17th, right, Jeff? That's we'll right. be out there tailgating. Uh, actually, you guys will be – all those tailgaters, please come where we're at. Show us some love. We're actually going to be filming live. So we're going to actually be doing our first video show live at the parking lot of the Carolina Panther, Atlanta Falcon, or like uh, our resident homer likes to say, Falcons. 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 That's right. You know? But uh, definitely come show us some love. We're going to have some fun uh, things to do, games. You know, challenge me in a roulette of hot wings. I'm ready to take your hot wings. 
Hot, ring, hot wing roulette. You heard it here first. Uh, we can get that set up. We will uh, we'll make sure that we have that ready and going. That sounds like a fun time, actually. <laughs> get the milk ready, though, by the way. I don't, I don't do good with spices. Speaking of wings, let's just talk about food because why not talk about food, right? This is a Carolina show. We got Carolina food. Yeah. Uh, you've only been in Charlotte for less than a year, but – what uh, what type of food do you like? What what are you looking for? Man, I I love a good barbecue. I love you know you know what I've been craving and I've been dying for is some good nachos. Back in Orlando, I had some uh, good nacho place. I always went to. They made some great nachos. Uh, I'm trying to find fandom. I'm trying to find a good nacho place here to watch a game, drink a beer, and enjoy you know the ambiance of that that location if you guys have a good nacho place please let me know i'm dying to take my kids to eat some nachos my daughter my 15 year old keeps asking me for nachos <laughs> so i definitely need some nacho places all right well fandom we i think we can help out cowboy joe with this request uh just give you my take i, I like hickory tavern have you ever been to hickory tavern they got a number of different places around hickory tavern's really good also duckworth's um you may have been i think i remember hearing you say that yes. you've been there before duckworth's has an awesome plate of nachos and uh i think you'd really like that yeah please fandom help me out i need to i need to take my kids nacho my daughter will kill me if i don't get her a good nacho so <laughs> help me out with that and we're, since we're speaking on on carolina we're we're all about carolina sports we're going to be uh focusing football now mainly because of the panthers and the situation with cam newton and kyle allen but we're also focusing on the hornets hornets are coming off strong i'm, I'm looking at them they're very strong right now and i think they they are poised to have a good uh young team for the future i think they're building for the future and that's a great take yeah yeah how about pj washington i was just looking at his stats and how he's performing not just for the team but against the uh, the other league of rookies he's third in the league among rookies in scoring um, behind uh, R.J. Barrett, who's leading the way, and Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I think, what is he? Uh, I don't even know what team he's on. He's yet. the Miami Heat, my is favorite he team. Okay, there you go. See, I'm, I'm glad I have you in that regard. But looking at the Hornets, they're, they're wrapping up their, their West Coast road trip. They've, they've got their next game Saturday night against Golden State, against the Steph Curry-less Golden State Warriors. Because if, if you haven't heard, Curry's going to be out. So what did you say? Three months. Three months. He's out with that broken hand for three months. Broken. So hand. no Clay Thompson, no Curry. Hornets. Let's take that W. That's right. Hey, they could uh, pull even five hundred. Go three yes. three. That would be very impressive, especially considering the West Coast trip where they play the Lakers, the Clippers, the Kings, and now the Warriors. Hey, if they can be three and three on the season, that's a great start, especially considering where we thought that this team would be right now. Exactly, and that's that's the way I see it. A lot of people already written them off early, even before the season began, and I don't think that's the case. I think this is a good nucleus and young team that could actually build. Uh, Monk needs to step up a little bit more. I think he needs to come off and show us what he's all about. I think he's a great asset to the team, but he just needs to step up. Um, aside from the Hornets, we're talking other sports. We're also going to talk local sports, high school, even colleges, you know, if you guys want us to talk about a special, uh, specific college, specific high school, let us know. We're definitely we'll look at the stats. We'll look at everything. We'll talk about we'll highlight players if you want us to. That's what we're all about here. We're here to build this fan base and build it not just on football or basketball or just the, the professional sports. We want to build it everywhere, you know, and we have a special campaign. It's called the journey. I want to see either a, a coach's journey or a, or a 
player's journey, even a parent's journey, how what they have to go through every day to take their kids to practice, to games, be team mom, team dad, it, all that. Diff- we want to highlight all that because you know what? You guys build these super athletes that you guys are creating right now in Carolina. You're building them in Rock Hill. I, I even see Charlotte. I got a couple of players that I've highlighted in Charlotte that are really good in basketball and football. So, hey, if you guys want us to talk about your school, let us know. Our our email is Joe uh, Jeff CarolinaFandom.cf at gmail.com. Good try. That was great. <laughs> You're not like the resident Homer, which he's, I don't know. I think he's locked in the bathroom or something again. I'm going to have to go find him. Yeah. He always locks himself in the bathroom. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Something about moonshine, I think. Oh, he's got moonshine there? <laughs> <laughs> but anything you guys want to talk about, we're here. We're definitely here to listen and to highlight it. Uh, any any thoughts, Jeff, on the – let's talk about the journey for you. We wanted to check out this game this week, right? But we can't since, uh, you know, I made plans already. I'm sorry, fandom. Which game? The Rock Hill versus – Oh yeah, right. So Rock Hill High versus Northwestern. Uh, two of the, the well, there's three rival schools in Rock Hill. Of course, we're familiar with all the NFL players who are from Rock Hill, right? Um, Name a few. Well, you've got Jadavian Clowney. That's probably the biggest one right now. Um, but uh, Stefan Gilmore, arguably the uh, the best cornerback in football, and some people will say. That he's the reason why the the Patriots well, not the reason but he's one of the big reasons why the Patriots defense is doing so well. Um, there's him. There's Mason Rudolph, of course, on, on Pittsburgh. Uh, let's see who else. Um, Core Daryl Patterson with Chicago. Um, uh, ben Watson is from Rock Hill. So I mean, there's a lot, and I'm sure I'm missing some, but there's about two. Wow, active right now, six or seven, maybe eight. From the Rock Hill area, so that's that's pretty impressive. And you you also have some Cam news about his brother going where? Oh, that's right. Uh, Kalen Newton apparently uh, is uh, taking a look at possibly uh, transferring to um, University of uh, Charlotte with their football program. So I mean, we don't know. That's that's just news right now. The fact that he's uh, being recruited by them, but. Uh, that would be interesting. It would be closer to his big brother. So help me, since I'm ignorant and I don't know what position he plays, highlight what he does, what position he, he plays. plays. Quarterback. He plays quarterback just like Cam. Um, where is he? He used to be at Bucknell, I believe it was. And um, uh, there, I remember hearing um, a story about how he had such a great game. Um, one of these... Uh, maybe a, a year or two ago or so, and um, you didn't really hear much about it ever since, but I think it was like a big comeback that he was a part of, that he orchestrated the team. Um, but just the fact that he's Cam Newton's brother is huge news. And the fact that he's looking at uh, University of Charlotte as an opportunity to play football there, oh, that's kind of big news too. So, uh, you know, hey, especially with Charlotte, the program that's only been around for, what, four or five years? To get someone like that, even if he's not necessarily a super huge player on the field, just to get more notoriety uh, and just more attention on that program would be a good thing. That also points to the way of Cam making that decision where he's going to be in the next couple of years then. If he if his brother transfers here 
Panther fans, you might have Cam sign long term. Yeah. Because he's going to want to be where his brother. So now, Jeff, I'm going to go ahead and give you a trivia. I like to test Jeff's uh, analytical and stat knowledge. Oh, Name me two NFL quarterbacks that were brothers. Two NFL quarterbacks that were brothers. Uh, the McCowns, right? Josh and, uh, oh, shoot, what's the other McCown brother? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of is Cade, but that's Cade McDown. Remember him? Uh, Josh McCown and uh, uh, I don't know. Help me. Do you remember? I don't. I, I was just guessing. I was go- I was gonna talk about the humanitarian Michael and his brother. Who? Uh, Vic. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Shoot. Um, yeah, it's Josh McCown. The McCowns, well, Josh at least is what, like 38 years old, something like that, or maybe even older. And he plays for where now? Uh, Philadelphia, maybe, I think. I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. You got me on the spot here, man. I do. I actually do. Yeah, he is. He was uh, New York Jets. Okay, the Jets. But now he is – actually, he plays for the Philadelphia team now, Philadelphia Eagles. I, I really don't want to say Philadelphia. I don't like saying that word, <laughs> Eagles, because I hate that team. Sorry, Eagle fans. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm going to always say that. Follow us anyway. Yeah, hit the follow if you like. You can make fun of me if you like, but I'm going to make fun of you too. <laughs> His brother – his name Luke. is Luke McCown. Oh, yes, totally. I knew that. So, yeah. So, you got Josh and Luke McCown. How many other brothers do we have? Well, the McCaffrey, right? Christian yep. McCaffrey's got a brother. Max or Brad or Brian or something. The McCaffrey brothers, yeah. Something like that. Uh, I, I Man, you are Panther fan and you don't know his brother? Wow. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's Max. I think it's Max McCaffrey. I think he's on the Packers. But, again... Don't quote me on that. I am not sure. Uh, wow. I know. I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Christian, if you're listening. Fandom, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think we have an infiltrator here named Jeff. Uh, do you mean Max McCaffrey? You were right at the beginning. So he has another brother. Can you name his? Oh, actually, he has two other brothers. It's like Brian or, or uh, it starts with a B, I believe. You say it starts with a B. I say it starts with a D. D. Dylan. Dylan McCaffrey. And he has another brother. Oh, boy. Famous country music. Willie. Not Willie Nelson, dude. Come on, really? <laughs> a famous country singer now. Do I, oh, uh, wow. He says... What's it called? Beautiful Crazy. How about that? I'll give you the name of the song. I don't even know that. Fandom, I'm, I apologize for Jeff's not knowing Luke Combs. Beautiful oh, Crazy. Luke, Luke Bryan? Luke McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey. So that's it's Christian, Max, Luke, and Dylan? Yep. And, of course, Father Ed. Father Ed and Mother? Uh, you oh, you're going to say Melissa? You you gonna say Melissa? Christian McCaffrey's mother? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Bev. Uh, Melissa would have been closer. Ed and, and Beverly. No. No? Susan. Now you're just guessing. Come just, on. I'll just, give you. Uh, starts with an L. Linda. All right. That's one of the most typical names out there. No, it's not Linda. Louise. Oh, wow. No. L- Hi, my name is Christian, and this is my mom, Louise. Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Lana. 
Lana. Hi, Mom. Lana. Uh, uh, give me another hint. One of the Simpsons characters. Oh, God. Um, how do I not know this? Um, starts with an L, dude. I gave you it. starts with an L. Lisa. There you go. There. Finally, fandom. He did it. <laughs> Saxophone. Lisa. Lisa McCaffrey. So it's Ed. Here we go. We have uh, McCaffrey trivia here. We got Ed and Lisa, Christian, Max, uh, Dylan, and uh, who's the other one? Luke. Luke. That's right. Luke. I don't know. So, an uh, interesting fact about Luke is he actually committed to Nebraska. Oh, really? So, he will be playing. He's going to be a Cornhusker. Didn't uh, Max go to Michigan? Max is Duke. Duke? Yes. Oh, they went to Michigan, too, didn't they? Michigan is Dylan. All over the place. What's up with that? That's odd, right? Stanford, Stanford, Duke, Michigan, and now Nebraska. Yeah, and this, this is a while back, so fandom, don't quote me that this is latest news. Luke committed last year, so 2018. <laughs> right. Don't come out and come and get me because I, I don't know who, you know, where and when Luke committed. I have it here, June 4th. Okay, guys, fandom, don't hate, appreciate. There you go. This is a Carolina show, so is there anything else you want to talk about Carolina-wise? Well, we're doing some promotions. We could talk about the promotions that we're, we want. We want We want to go ahead and reach 100 followers by the end of 2019. Fandom, please hit that follow and like us, you know? And we definitely want you guys to be part of this show. Give us your ideas. I'm like I said, I'm willing to do anything except being naked. <laughs> well, that that uh, hot wing roulette when we have our uh, our Atlanta tailgate, that's going to be fun, and we'll let you know exactly where we'll be, so you can come hang with us and get some wings, and uh, perhaps try your best in your roulette hand, or uh, it's not really hand, roulette spin of uh, hot wings. So it's either to be a super hot wing or just a regular type of wing, huh? I'm going to eat, so as long as it's not seafood, I'm allergic, so I'll eat anything that's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we we are focused on you guys. We want to make sure you guys have everything you want in Carolina sports. From If you want us to bring in special guests, our, our intention is to bring special guests in. Our intention is to give you behind-the-scenes look. We call ourselves the anti-media because we don't like to report on everything that everybody's reporting. We like to go a little bit beyond or a little sideways. I like, I like to call it a little curve. We throw curves at you guys. Now, uh, again, I don't know what happened to my, my buddy, Mr. Homer, but uh, I'm telling you, I think he fell asleep in the bathroom. I think I have to go get him. We might need to check on him, see how he's doing. So, fandom, uh, I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, join us next week as we talk Green Bay. You know, we'll talk uh, the, the game in Tennessee. Uh, well, the game here in Carolina against Tennessee. And we'll talk the upcoming game with the Green Bay Packers. And uh, I hate this con double check Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we got to take care of Rodgers. That's smirk out of his face. And I, I hope Keekly does it. But closing thoughts, Jeff, for you. What do you think? All right, give me your prediction for this weekend. All right, so I think it's going to be low scoring, although I said that last week too. But I think low scoring – um, I think this has to be a McCaffrey type of game. Uh, they got to rely on him. They need to get a lead. They play so much better when they have a lead. Um, they need to get at 
they, well, their, their pass rush needs to come through. They need to stop Derrick Henry. Uh, they need to keep the penalties at a minimum, and they need to win the turnover battle. I mean, that's pretty much the recipe for success. So if they do that, I think uh, I think they've got a great chance to win. And I'm think, like I said, I'd say a low-scoring game, 23-20. to 20, We'll go Carolina with the field goal to win it. An interesting fun fact about Jeff is that you ask him the simplest question, just score-wise, and he'll give you a breakdown of everything, which I like because now it gives me more of a, you know, it gives me a, a holistic view of what's going to happen. So if, if fandom, if you guys see that, you know, they're not rushing well, hey, tweet us, let us know. And I could get on Jeff. Hey, Jeff, you you called it. Or if he if Jeff didn't do it, if he didn't call it right, hey, let us know also. We, I'd definitely like to go and say, hey, Jeff, what the hell? <laughs> But yeah, that's that's all we have. Uh, my my score is twenty to ten, Carolina. Cowboys destroy the Giants in Monday night, so I'm happy. All right, sounds good. Thanks for joining us for Cowboy Joe. I'm Jeff Hasley, and we'll see you next time. Stay golden, Carolina. Whoa, camel! Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, camel! Whoa! 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 Whoa